This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This episode is brought to you by us, Horror Movie Talk. We're so happy to bring you Horror Movie Talk every week. And you know we aren't backed by some big podcast network. We're just two schlubby dudes sitting in Bruce's basement doing our best to entertain you. We are the proverbial little guys and are proud that we've built the podcast to where it is today. Most of our support comes from our patrons on patreon.com slash horror movie talk and and the three companies that are kind enough to sponsor us manscape.com nightchannels.com and shutter.com we would like to ask that if you have a couple of bucks to spare each month toss them our way on our patreon or our paypal which is info at horrormovietalk.com although you're probably going to have a better bang for your buck on patreon we're working hard to build the podcast into something that will be able to support our families and we can't do it without your help If you sign up for our Patreon, you'll get access to a wonderful community and tons of value-adding perks that we refresh weekly and monthly. You can also support our sponsors using the HMT at checkout code to get sweet stuff like below-the-waist grooming from manscaped.com, sexy horror shirts and sweatshirts from nightchannels.com, and amazing streaming horror movies and shows from shutter.com. We enjoy giving you a free podcast each week, maybe more than anything else we do in our lives, and would deeply appreciate it if you were able to help us grow. So share the show with a friend, and let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Your panel of exorcists are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology. Hi. And me, Professor David's Day, David's Day, the foremost expert in scare no-nos. You guys, we have a very special episode for you today. Um, A cool thing that you may not know about Horror Movie Talk is we have the very best community of any podcast that's ever been created in the universe. Ever. Uh, This includes other galaxies, all kinds of podcasts. We're the best one, and we have the best people. Independent studies have, have found. Yeah. We won't cite the specific studies, but several. No, but it's true, and you can trust us on it. Also, you guys, um, make sure, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you have 
seconds to get your submissions in for the hashtag one titty HMT challenge. That that's where you get your your boob all nice and groomed up with your manscaped lawnmower, and you get a picture of it with the lawnmower in with your boob and the lawnmower in the picture. You post it to our Facebook group, and then boom, you're entered to win uh, a Google Home Mini and a bunch of our stickers. You should check us out at our website, HorrorMovieTalk.com, and from there you'll find links to all of our social media stuff. We also just started a Twitch channel, which I'll be streaming on probably tonight. Um, we'll see how that goes. That's where, you know, you can watch us play video games. So, neat. Uh, We also, I I wanted to get this into the pre-roll. We have second Saturday watch parties. Every month, on the second Saturday of the month, you can join us for a watch party where we get on like Amazon or Netflix or Amazon and we watch a horror movie with our fans and there's like a little sidebar that's a chat feature and we, we can all chat about it. That's on the second Saturday of every month. That's just a mainstay and has been for a long time now. Yeah, go to our Facebook group to find out when those are yeah. exact times. We post new episodes every single Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe and leave us a nice review if you'd like to help us out. And finally, if you'd like to get a hold of us on our voicemail, call us at 682-253-4468. We have a great show for you today, but before we get into it, I need to introduce our guest for the for today, my cousin, Becca. Hey, guys. This is my cousin, kind of. You're my wife's cousin. I don't know what that makes you and me. We're cousins. Okay. We're yeah. through marriage cousins. Right. Hold cousins on. through marriage. Pause for applause. That hurt my ears mm-hmm. substantially. <laughs> uh, so Becca is kind enough to come on this episode where we will be reviewing the Wolf of Snow Hollow. Um, and then also she's going to be hopefully, I think, recording our one of our special limited release um, pretentious episodes mm-hmm. that's only going to be available on our Patreon about the movie. Uh, what's it called? Basket case. Basket case. And cult, uh, cult classic. Yeah, cult classic. So if you want to hear that review, you actually have to sign up for a certain tier on our Patreon. So you guys should check it out if uh, if you like uh, if you like what you hear today. So, like I said, we're going to be talking about the Wolf of Snow Hollow today. This is a movie that came out in October of 2020. We'll start out by giving our review and a score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being bad, 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 5 being totally average, and 10 being so good that it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later in this episode, we will be doing two things. We will be doing a small bit of Frankie McDonald or horror movie, which I'm very excited about. Um, if you've listened to the show for a while, you've probably heard the musings of Frankie coupled mm-hmm. with um, screams of people dying on screen. Mm-hmm. And then you have to kind of ferret out which it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just going to be a short little one of those because we've got a lot of calls we got to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, some real hateful vengeance from Rojo from the Bronx. He's he's back, and uh, but now he's angry-er and Irisher. Mm-hmm. So. <sighs> so we went and saw The Wolf of Snow Hollow in our homes, 
And uh, we were pleasantly, I was pleasantly surprised by a character driven movie with way more good acting than I've seen in a, in a while. The Wolf of Snow Hollow is kind of a slice of life horror comedy that transforms from a mild mannered movie <laughs> into a hairy, scary thriller that will rip you to shreds. Mm. I was I was very proud of that when I wrote it. It was good. I appreciate it. So, without any further ado, let's get into the trailer. We have every reason to believe that this monster will show up again tonight. Six years, sober for three. This is scary. It's new. I never saw a body like that. There's gonna be a lot of late nights and overtime because of the brutal murder that happened in town. And I didn't want to set up expectations that I can't keep. Our expectations of you are very low. Spans of the bites are gigantic. Same as the distance of the paw prints. It's a wolf. Or maybe it's a werewolf. No, let me just make this perfectly clear. There is no such thing as werewolves. Our killer is a guy, and I'm going to find him, and I'm going to kill And we're going to bring him to justice. We have every reason to believe that this monster will show up again tonight. I won't ask you to pray with me because of the goddamn lawyers. Where were you? Where were you? John, none of you talked to me once, okay? They're saying it's a wolf. No, it's a man. When do I get to be right about something? Of Snow Hollow, the Wolf of Snow Hollow can be rented for streaming on most. Holy moly, man! The Wolf of Snow Hollow, the Wolf of Snow Hollow can be rented for streaming on most major platforms right now. The quiet life in a small mountain town is disrupted when bodies are discovered mutilated in gruesome fashion. As opposed to mutilated in, you know, just kind of regular fashion. In a very neat and orderly fashion. Right. This story follows Officer Marshall, who has been struggling with alcoholism and gaining respect from his co-workers, father, and his daughter. Each time the body count rises, it's a full, full moon, which leads the town folk to suspect a werewolf. It also adds increasing stress to Officer Marshall, who seems certain that it's just a very large man. But no one seems to respect his opinion. As the tension rises, so does the volume, as Officer Marshall seems to believe that shouting at everyone is the best way to lead. But in the end, everyone gets more wolf than they bargained for. I w oh, darn. I should have said everyone gets more snow than they bargained for. That would have made less sense. <laughs> 
I knew nothing about The Wolf of Snow Hollow when I started watching it and found myself delighted at the writing, acting, and characters within this comedic horror, horror thriller. You know what this movie... I mean, there's a lot of crossover almost with Butt Boy. I I referenced that in my written review. Yeah. Yeah. It's very similar in tone. Well... And, well, not <laughs> not necessarily, but like it's deals with an alcoholic... <laughs> Uh huh. <laughs> Deals with, uh, yeah, an investigation for gru- gruesome murders. This is much more. This is much more people acting like people. Whereas Butt Boy is kind of people acting like. Have you seen Butt Boy yet, Becca? No, I haven't watched it yet. But I, I, I remember talking to you about it. <laughs> yes. Is there a thing that's keeping you from watching Butt Boy? Not really, no. I you don't can, see. I'm, I don't see any reason why you'd be hesitant. I don't about watching a movie called Butt Boy. Yeah, he just puts a bunch of stuff in his butt. Yeah, see, Butt Boy is like a horror film title. It is. It is a little. It's I don't want to watch it. Yeah, you kind of go. You're like, mm. do I really want to put this in my butt? And then you're like, oh, it's not about me putting things in my butt. And then you're like, okay, mm-hmm. well. So um, this is the second. Feature-length directorial credit to Jim Cummings' name, and it has placed him in the upper echelon of up-and-comers that I will be watching for the next few years. And as it happens, Jim Cummings plays our imperfect protagonist, uh, which is great because he's a total hunk. Uh, My wife walked into the room, and as I was watching this, uh, she had a hard time remembering my name, uh, (laughs) which is fine because I couldn't really remember it very well either. It's funny, Jim Cummings, there's another Jim Cummings on IMDb. Oh, yeah? That's also like an actor, but he's mostly like a voice actor. Okay. But on the, uh, on like the automated, like, um, uh, headshot mm-hmm. pull-ups, it shows that guy instead of Jim Cummings. Ooh. So it shows like a middle-aged dude. <laughs> oh. I saw that too, because all the movies were listed, and I'm like, why, why is he in all these animated films? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... I think, I mean, considering, you know, actually that's also it has in common with Butt Boy. The lead, the, the, the lead actor in Butt Boy was the director. Right. Uh, Tyler or something or other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now this, yeah. Wow. A lot of crossover. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Very strange. Um, the small. Just a quick, quick take. Which, which movie do you like better? Wolf of Snow Hollow or Butt Boy? That's a tough question. It's it's actually a really tough question for me because I really enjoyed both of them. Uh-huh. Uh, hmm. I I think I like this kind of movie more. Yeah. I like the I like the slice of life feeling mm-hmm. of like small town characters who are you know simple but also complex, and uh, yeah. I, I really enjoy the characters in this movie a lot. So I'd have to say probably this one, but. It's only by a li- like a yeah. just a butt hair, just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Butt Boy just ekes it out for me, just just squeezes by, um, <laughs> just because I I think I like the the concept more and just the the ridiculousness of it, um, of the of the concept and the idea. I think it's just a little bit more enjoyable for me, but I understand what you're saying. I this, think both I, of them are very dry. Both of them have very dry humor. I think I, I really, really enjoy like the themes in this one a lot, uh-huh. which is like vindication. Um, 
you know, earning the respect, having losing and then earning the respect of your family and friends. Mm -hmm. Like it all resonates very loudly uh, with me. And I just can't say that I, uh, I love that. There's a lot in butt boy that resonates with me. I, I had just haven't tried putting very much stuff up my butt. Mm. A few things maybe long ago, back when I was trying to discover my butt, Mm. Um, who knows what happens on those blackout nights, you know, but I just don't feel, just don't feel like we have anything in common, mm-hmm. me and Butt Boy. Okay. Sorry. Sorry to derail the review here. Um, yeah. So the small town characters are straight out of Groundhog Day and the banter is both charming and real. The lack of respect that is paid to Officer Marshall echoes how I imagine everyone feels in their life as they try to prove themselves competent and worthwhile in a sea of people who only want to put them down. The incredible brutality of the murders are offset by some very fun and lighthearted moments for the first two acts before the Wolf of Snow Hollow takes a deadly serious turn in the final act. Uh, This movie is very relatable and well-made and just happens to feature some very tense moments. It's more fun than I bargained for, and the twist is quite good once you put together what it all means for the characters involved. What did you think about it, Becca? See, originally I I did not like it. That's valid. I I thought I didn't it I didn't like the acting. I felt like I was getting yelled at the whole time. Yeah, it did feel that way, didn't it? So I'm like, I feel like maybe I'm missing something on the acting because I didn't I didn't think it was very good. You but didn't like it. I did change my mind after I looked some stuff up that I had missed originally. So, so where does this fall for you? I'm giving this a score of 9 out of 10. I like this a lot. I don't think it's going to be like a classic or anything, but for me, it's, it's definitely up there. And look, listen, we have, it's totally okay not to like this thing. It's totally okay if you, if you hate it. In fact, I bet a lot of people will be on your side. So, like, my score on it? Yeah, 1 to 10. I think I'm going to give it a 6. That's But fair. I feel like I could be missing some stuff. I don't... I like the plot. Is that, I like the plot, but the acting itself, like, the dialogue I didn't love. I think for me, like, most of the enjoyment is the meta, uh, like, the meta enjoyment of it. Yeah. Like the, because it subverts a lot of my expectations of, like, what it's going to be. And All it right. also just kind of plays with it. So little things like um, it <laughs> it never gives like a lot of time to the idea that it's a werewolf. It's just like it's assumed. It just goes, yeah, it's a werewolf. So this is a werewolf movie. Well, it's like it's assumed, but also like the of the officers. One of them's like, I mean, you know, it could be, and like before he could like even come out with his idea or explain it in kind of any expositional way. The, um, what's his name? I forget all the names. Yeah, I don't, uh, the, <laughs> I don't. the main character, the protagonist, like just interrupts him and yells at him. He's like, it's not a fucking werewolf. <laughs> it's like, he's, it's like, he's heard all this shit before so many times <laughs> that he doesn't want to hear it at all. And so <laughs> a lot of moments like that, where it's, you're expecting the movie to, hold your hand in a way and it just doesn't, or you expect it to like focus on one thing and it doesn't at all. It focuses on just someone's life being (laughs) miserable and being like falling apart, Um, which is 
very enjoyable to me. Ooh. Sorry, I just threw a spring down a flight of stairs. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I got a lot of enjoyment out of that, and it's the same reason why I liked um, the Dead Don't Die, and a lot of people hated that movie. This movie felt a lot like the Dead Don't Die to me. Yeah, this felt very much like kind of a little bit of a a meta commentary on horror. Um, which I mean, the dead don't die. Did you end up ha- seeing that one, Becca? Um, she's shaking her head no. Uh, <laughs> that's um, it, what a lot of people didn't like that movie, and and I can't work out why exactly. I found it wonderful. I mean, that's the one where that's the other one. Like it, it's Ooh. only enjoyable on a meta level of like you. You've seen you've seen all the things that horror does yes. so many times that now you're like, Ugh. and then and then a movie comes along and like plays with all those things and you're like, oh okay, this is right. this is kind of entertaining, like right, yeah, and it you know it, it literally comments on those those tropes, yeah, it's like what it's they're obviously zombies, yeah. Tilda Swinton's know? character in that. The total badass. Like mm-hmm. she's this, she's Scottish. She has a samurai sword, and she just she she just cuts a swath through all these zombies. And then she gets. I mean, and then it's <laughs> oh just, well. Let's not uh, give too many. Let's spoilers not get too many spoilers. But it's almost meta, uh, like commentary on Tilda Swinton herself. Right in the it, end, it gets crazy. It's, <laughs> the whole movie is just like, I must return to my people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, I'm curious to know. So when they were so this movie has a lot of yelling in it. Like, so let me. I didn't get my score. Let me just. Oh yeah, yeah. Get my score, score so we can move on. Um, yeah, I'd give this one about an eight. I think it's definitely worth seeing, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it um, a lot. I, I think if you don't like dry humor or you're not into like kind of meta commentary or kind of like not all of the colors filled in for a normal movie, then you might not like it as much, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Do, do you, do you want to expand on why you, uh, on, on, on your score a little bit, Becca? Yeah, no. So I think at first I was just hard for me to get through. Like I wanted to turn it off, <laughs> <laughs> but at why? The, I just, it was just like, are we going to get somewhere? Like, <laughs> it was like, just... When's the thing going to happen? But the like, the twist actually got me. I'm like, I didn't even think about the yeah. plot twist at yeah. the end. Yeah. I No, it's it's uh, once you kind of go back over the movie in your head after watching it, you kind of go, oh, that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's not directly. You're not thinking about Officer Marshall's like situation. At, as the end unfolds mm-hmm. he's not very likable <laughs> no. until that's maybe no. but i did go i did watch like some easter egg things on reddit and after i did that i was like oh i missed some stuff yeah there's a lot of little little stuff in this that's pretty that's pretty fun and i don't know i i'm a sucker for alcoholic movies you know like <laughs> anything that portrays alcoholism in a real way and this and this does, you know, it really like uh, when he starts going down into his, you know, when he starts hitting rock bottom, it's really rock mm-hmm. bottomy. And and it's weird because the whole movie up until that point is pretty lighthearted. And like, 
I mean, he's yelling a lot, but it's all kind of in the name of comedy. And then he really just kind of like goes off the deep end. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Well, so there you go. Wolf of Snow Hollow. It may hit different. So, um, you guys, if you would like to support our podcast and get access to a ton of streaming horror, you can do so by heading on over to Shudder.com. That's S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com. That is the streaming service with the best selection of horror, thriller, and supernatural movies, series, and originals from Hollywood favorites and cult classics to original series and critically acclaimed new genre films you won't find anywhere else, streaming uncut and commercial-free right to your favorite devices. They also now have a Golden Globe nominee, Shudder's La Llorona, which, not to be confused with The Curse of La Llorona, people, this is a Shudder original called La Llorona, was recently nominated for the Best Foreign Language Feature, uh, Golden Globe. This title, which also won the Best Film at 2019 Venice Film Festival, uh, was also selected into Sundance 2020. Uh, they also have other notable titles. We just reviewed The Dark and the Wicked. That is exclusive on there as well. After Midnight, Clive Barker's Nightbreed. Oh, and Vampire's Kiss with Nicolas Cage. I, I went through and watched this on Shudder. Uh, Vampire's Kiss is hilarious. And, uh, and really, if you're a Nick Cage fan and you haven't seen it, holy moly, what are you doing? So anyway, if you guys would like to uh, would like to help support the podcast, head on over to Shudder.com. That's S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com. They are the Netflix of horror. Enter HMT at checkout to get 30-day free trial of Shudder and skip that stupid fucking seven-day free trial that we hate with all our hearts. And, you know, you'll be a, you'll be a happy camper. Um, okay. Uh, also, if you'd like to support the podcast, head on over to nightchannels.com. They got tons of horror shirts, supernatural shirts. They got lots of, um, obscure bands, metal bands, punk bands, like, uh, Sonic Youth, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and I dare you to head to nightchannels.com and just surf around and not buy something with code HMT because you get 13% off when you use the code and you, you're going to find – you're going to see something that you just can't live without because you've never seen any of these designs before. Yeah. I mean a look behind the curtains. Like we had a – we had like an ad read from Night Channels and um, you know, it didn't perform that great. And when we just started telling people just go and start browsing, all of a sudden like – It picked up a it lot. It picked up. <laughs> like so honestly, just go to nightchannels.com, browse around. You're going to find something that you'd – 
can't live without. Yeah, it says something when the product is so good that all you have to do is just go, just 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 give it a shot. Yeah. Just just try it out. Um also, if you'd like to support the podcast, head over to manscaped.com, enter HMT at checkout, get you 20% off your entire order and free shipping. And if you get yourself a lawnmower 3.0 and get in before the end of March, then you can get in on that hashtag one titty HMT challenge and, you know, be entered to win a Google Home Mini and some stickers from us. Um, Manscaped has, le- let me ask you, Becca, does, uh, so Becca is actually, she's, oh, she's a woman. Well, she, yes, but she is engaged. <laughs> she's engaged to friend of the show, Mark, my, mm-hmm. my buddy, Mark Bento. And he's been on the show on our alien episode and our American psycho episode. And so you're engaged to that monster. And I got to know, does Mark keep it clean down there? Like, what are we working with? Yeah. He shaves down there. Uh huh. Yeah. And does it, what is it, uh. Is it the Manscaped thing or? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, he got it. He did buy it and it's it's worth the purchase. Is it? Yes. What ma- what makes you say that? You'll have to, you'll have to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Please go into, de- into detail. Yeah, no, we need pictures. I need a lot of pictures. Um, yeah, well, well, there you go. The, Mark is Mark and Becca are now our, our Manscaped commercial. I'm just going to. I'm just going to take Becca's words. Did the engagement have anything to do with Manscaped? <laughs> the Manscaped happened after, but... <laughs> Who knows? But it definitely sealed the deal. So go to <laughs> manscaped.com. Use code HMT at checkout to get 20% off and a free shipping. Yeah. You guys, if you'd like to support the podcast, you heard it at the top of the episode. Head on over to our Patreon. We have a goal of getting 100 patrons... Uh, and once we do, we'll, we will release a riff track style commentary that you can watch in tandem with a movie. Um, so what, whatever movie we end, end up doing it mm-hmm. for. And, uh, and then we have another goal for 200 and I don't know what we'll release double episodes for a whole month if we yeah. get to 200 patrons. So head on over there. You get plenty of bang for your buck on our Patreon. We're constantly updating our shit. We make sure that. Our patrons get mm-hmm. what they're paying for. So we just updated the tiers, and it goes from like real, real good value to completely ridiculous. But uh, absolute insane. Definitely, definitely some some stuff that people have been asking. for. Yeah, we'll one. suck your fucking dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just point something in the room, and I'll fuck it for you. Come on, just tell me what you want me to fuck. <laughs> Give me the last one. Just tell me what you want me to fuck. And with that in mind, check out our resident artist, Dustin Goble, who is a professional artist who fucks so hard. This dude also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans. So contact him and check out his Instagram. You won't be disappointed. Uh, Just if you want to look at pretty shit for your eyes, go to his Instagram (laughs) And uh, which is at dgobel00, that's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram and make your artistic dreams come true. Tell him HMT sent you. You know, we got to get Dustin back on the show. Um, I was talking to him uh, lately and he was real stressed out because he was doing some work for a brewing company and he was like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to get it done in time dude two days later comes back he's like i got it all done so um he was like i don't know if i'm gonna be available to do stuff for you guys for a while i was like no problem man but uh you know he's a killer so he got it done yeah 
and finally, call us at 682-253-4468. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us your deepest, darkest secrets. Maybe divulge. Uh, you know, and honestly, what has become is just people berating us or other people or talking about their um, intimate sex details. Can you down a 20-foot water slide peg nat? Yeah. I mean, I have big tits and a tiny vagina. Yeah, that, Becca, that was one of our... That, that was, was one of the voicemails. One of the voicemails. <laughs> yeah, she called up and she was like, she's like, listen. I am all woman. I am all woman. I have Sorry. big tits and a tiny vagina. Yeah, there's a Sorry. lot of... misclick there. <laughs> there's a lot of... Uh, I mean, Rojo from the Bronx calls us. He he was a Patreon a Patreon member for a while. Does he say like I'm from the Bronx? Like, is that part of the name that he leaves? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, we think he's Irish. Um, we're not sure. <laughs> and then and then, but he'll call up and tell us about like uh, ladies that he has fun times with, and uh, and Bugsy. Wait, I got to finish. I got to finish here. One time he was a Patreon member and then supposedly he had sex with a girl who then stole his credit cards, his wallet (laughs) as she was leaving. And he had to stop being a patron. And then we got him back, Mm -hmm. you know, once he got once he got his cards back. All of this was detailed in voicemails. Yeah, all of this in voicemails. So, so again, that number six. Not a lot of people call and talk about horror movies or ask us our opinion on anything. It's mostly... (laughs) Yeah, big tits and tiny vagina. <laughs> yeah, so with that, let's get into spoilers. 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 Oh, God. Why is it not working? David! 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 Spoilers. There it is. Okay. At a different angle, I couldn't tell where it was. I can always tell when a movie is filmed in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not hard. It's it's very. I mean, this the, the backdrop was exactly Silent Night, Deadly Night backdrop. Yeah, the I same mean, place. Anytime that it's filmed in Utah, it looks like the mountains are like just a bowl because it's just always the Salt Lake Valley. So pretty. So there's always like huge mountains in the background. Bryce is Mormon, or was, was Mormon, Mormon. Grew, grew up Mormon, so he has a fair amount of dabblings in Utah. Have you yeah, ever my, been... my parents grew up in Ogden, and so we'd go to family reunions there. I, I went to Utah every year, like, you know. Was it like this? Fail. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's weird because I think of Utah as being super sunny, you know, like real sunny. Mm. Uh, I think of it as kind of like California, but there's there's so much snow. Yeah, I mean, they have all the... All the seasons there. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's kind of. Blows. I mean, I always, I would always go in the summer, and so it was hot. And then, you know, when people talk about it, like, oh, Utah's so beautiful, I'd look and see all these brown hills, and just like desiccated grass and stuff. I'm like, okay. yeah. I mean, it's pretty in a, in its own kind yeah, of like, like in a desert. Yeah. You know, aesthetic. But actually, if you go like into the mountains, like I had, an, I worked at an office in Eden, Utah, and it is like super picturesque yeah like and there is a certain point at which it's not like the heat of the summer where everything has been every bit of moisture has been sucked out of the earth yeah like where it's very green and and beautiful and then when it's snowing it's awesome 
Yeah, it's a very, very pretty backdrop for this film. So it kind of starts out with some visitors um, to... I wonder how many listeners we have in Utah. I don't have any idea. I mean, there's not many people in Utah, so it can't be I should look at our stats, yeah. There's like, I'm going to say four. Okay. It seems like we have a tremendous amount in Australia and New Zealand. I just had to send a, a postcard to New Zealand because one of our one of our new Patreon members is is from New Zealand. I was like, "Well, good day, mate. Put another shrimp on the Barbie," which I do to anybody who's really from the f- from the Southern Hemisphere. And uh, and they were like, you know, they were respectful and kind back to me, despite not having received that. Um, <laughs> So anyway, this kind of starts with a couple who are visiting the area of Snow Hollow. And uh, and so they show up and the dude is kind of a dick. He kind of has some anger issues and uh, he gets into kind of like a local a, a tiff with like some locals who are at the restaurant. They're like yelling over people. They're like, hey, we'll see you. We'll see you back at the at the house. And he's like, can you shut the fuck up? And, and his girlfriend's like, hey, um. Can you not do this for once? Can you like control your anger a little, little bit? And he's like, "No, fuck that!" And uh, and so they get home. He goes to take a shower, and then she gets brutally, brutally torn to pieces with the sound of wolves in the background, mm-hmm. basically. And there's a big deal made about uh, her genitals being gone. Uh-huh. So at this point. I'd like to ask Becca, because you are a nurse, right? Yes. So you've seen some shit, I assume. Yes, liter- literatively and figuratively. Yeah, a I've lot seen of, some shit. lot of poop. We have a yeah. lot of, of listeners who are nurses. And, uh, and you know I, who's, who is a nurse? No, actually not a nurse. She's a, a physician's assistant. Is that no. what she is? I, I'm not exactly. I mean, I have big tits and tiny <laughs> vagina. Yeah. Ew, no, David. <laughs> um, so what is, have you seen any, have you seen any murder scenes like this? Or I should say, I guess it wouldn't get to you. <laughs> Nurses, you don't usually go to murder scenes. Not the murder scenes, scenes. right. So have you seen like shit like this come in? I have seen with a male. What it's, did you see? It was cut off, like cut. His what? penis was cut, cut off. Cut wow. off? Yes. Okay, now you gotta let's hear the full. Let's right, hear well, the full thing. Well, now we're was, not. Well, let's it, not do the episode now. We're, we're going to talk about this. Yeah. No, it was in Chicago, and uh, was it his was name a John. <laughs> they call it Chi Town. I mean, uh, you know, I know HIPAA, you, you know, doesn't allow you to say, but it's uh, his name was John. John, John Doe. John Wayne B. <laughs> okay, no, wait, that's too obvious. Yeah. J W Babbitt. <laughs> okay, so so let's hear it. Let's hear it. So this was in Chi Town. Yeah, as, so, as they like to call it. <laughs> no, it was well. It's kind of sad. It was actually like an act of like gang violence against him. So yeah, a gang cut his dick off. Yeah, it was initiation for them. So <gasps> he got his dick cut off. Wait, what? That is the most brutal. Uh, can you imagine just being a dude walking why down the street? Wanna, why would you want to be in that gang? No, he wasn't in the gang. He just they just picked him. Oh, to, yeah. He's so just was, a random guy? I thought it was like, all right, you've gone through all <laughs> all of the levels, you filled out all the paperwork. <laughs> now we just gotta put you through initiation. Ronald, bring out the razor. <laughs> Cut his fucking dick off, boys. Ouch, David. Ouch, David. 
Uh, okay. So okay. And this man, was he, what would you say his temperament was? <laughs> well, he had some other things happen too. So. Oh, wow. Was he okay? Like, I, you couldn't really tell technically mentally how he was doing. No, he wasn't okay. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I'm just trying to get a, I would like more information. Can you tell me anything else? I am compassionate. I don't usually laugh, but it's like, you know. Yeah. No, this is, I mean, we're very well, funny. Yeah. 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 Nurses laugh about a lot of crude yeah. humor. Oh, That's okay. how we get through our job. Believe it's me, the whole show. This is the whole show. <laughs> so like he comes in, his dick's cut off. He's all fucked up. And, and you're like, oh, sweetie, I'm sorry. Your dick's off. Like, <laughs> like tell, walk me through a little bit of this. Like, I need to know a little bit more. Well, I didn't see him in the ER. He came up to like the floor, like <sighs> after he was assessed. Uh-huh. And, you know. I... <laughs> so was we he just took care he had he ended up he had like a bunch of like carvings in his legs oh. and his dick got cut off and yeah wow. he got hit in the head i'm assuming you couldn't reattach it no it was cut chicago not even <laughs> once not even once people you can't blame everything on having been pigeon-toed david oh can't, you can't blame everything on having your dick cut off david so anyway, this girl gets brutally murdered in the Wolf of Snow Hollow, um, and the sheriff gets called out, and we kind of get this, we kind of see this relationship right off the bat. We got the dad, who's like the old man sheriff, and then we got Marsh, you know, uh, Officer Marshall, who's like his son, and mm -hmm. the new up-and-comer who's like supposed to take his dad's place. Uh-huh. And you can see it's exactly the kind of relationship that I have with my dad. So it's like, it's just like, dad, can you fuck off for like 10 seconds? Like, oh, I'm sorry. I can't sneeze. You know, it's like, it's, it's just like this, the frustration from both of their ends at like the dad's like, you're incompetent. And the boy's like, you're old. Why are you still here? Right. And so there's this well, great, yeah. Officer Marshall, like the, the big takeaway is that he's, He's very stressed all the time. All the time. So he's he's stressed about his dad. He's his dad's like days away from retirement and he's not taking care of himself. And so he's basically afraid that his dad is going to die cuz he's not like taking care of a, a heart murmur. Yeah. And then he's stressed that, you know, there's a murder rampage yeah. in his town and uh and, you know, de dealing with alcoholism at the same time. So He's pretty frazzled throughout, and that's very apparent. Yeah, his. Th to be honest with you, the thing that I found the most funny about this film was the fact that he just yelled at everyone all right. the time. He was just he's just screaming at people, which I think I find funny because I think that's how I am. <laughs> you know, it's like it's just like, can you? Why is everyone so incompetent all the time? And really, it's like. Oh, that's you being incompetent. Uh -huh. You know, it's like your weakness. So I, I kind of identified with this guy a little bit. Uh, did, how, how did, how did the character of Officer Marshall hit you, Becca? Yeah. See, I just couldn't tell if it was if if it was supposed to be funny or not. So I mean, that's on my my end with the not liking it as much with the dialogue. Like, I, I can see that. I can see him I, being an uncomfortable character. Like I just kind of felt like he was an ass. Yeah, he was. He was definitely an ass, right? He was. Uh, but you do start feeling you. I mean, throughout, you do start getting more attached to him as a main character, right. I would say. There's, yeah, there's a lot of great moments. I wish I took 
better notes, but like the one that stands out to me is when he's uh <laughs> he goes to the AA meeting and he calls out the one guy and his wife. Yeah, <laughs> like, I had a lot of real harsh feelings towards Frankie. <laughs> In particular, and his family. I I wish them a lot of ill will and harm. <laughs> and then he's like, it's like, and we're going after the suspect, and then off camera, killer, killer. killer. Yeah, sorry, I was still getting used to it. I'm still getting used to it, Frankie. You know, he's like calls him out again. It's yeah, just like all these little off screen things where it's there's something going on. They don't, they spend no time on it. It's just a throwaway line of dialogue, but he's kind of this punching bag for the movie. He's like the stereotypical dad, dad is dumb punching bag. You know, like his daughter just thinks he's an incompetent ass. She's like, dad, uh, uh," all the time. She's just like, (laughs) fuck you, dad. Uh, You're so stupid. Anyone. And the whole town is constantly saying to this guy, my six-year-old daughter could have solved this case by now. Like, everybody's so disrespectful to this dude. Well, he just can't get no respect. I'm, I mean, when you pull it back, like, kind of the um, the full picture of, of it is he is kind of a fuck-up. Yeah. Like, he's, he's in this film, it starts out with him, like, being a recovered alcoholic. And so you see him at his best. Yeah. But obviously, he wasn't always right. this way. And so people in his family disrespect him for you know, probably being a fuck up before. And then we see at the end of the film, like, oh yeah, he's, he's a huge fuck up. And then he kind of redeems himself. But well, I mean, I don't know. I, I see, I find myself wanting to like, as you put him down, I'm like, well, that's not fair. Like I'm, I have reactions to it. I'm like, oh, well, it's not, it's not entirely fair. Like everybody has low points. Like you don't have fucking low points, Bryce. <laughs> well, yeah, but you're, when you're like crashing your car on the job and, <laughs> Because you're <laughs> extremely drunk and, like, you know, fuck up a... You did that last week! <laughs> <laughs> my job where I work exclusively in my house? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, the, the, and he, he basically... Oh, and then the other aspect is, like, yeah, it's like, there's an aspect of nepotism, too. Like, yeah. he's just assumed <laughs> that he's going to be the sheriff. Isn't the sheriff an elected official? I don't have any idea. Like... Well, here it is. I'm pretty sure. I think it is. Uh, sheriff is an elected official, so it's not like it's presumed like, oh, yeah, you know, I I get when my dad dies, I get dubbed the sheriff. So <laughs> this is an interesting thing. And so there's a lot of a, a lot of like expectations and you realize by the end of it, it's like, well, that didn't work out because, you know, his own choices. Yeah, he so. has he has a lot of great one liners. Yeah. Though, yeah. Where he's like, uh, <laughs> Can we not where where he's having an argument at a restaurant with his with his coworkers and uh or maybe it was oh maybe it was I his think wife. It was with his wife. It yeah. was with his wife and he's like ex-wife. Yeah. His oh, ex-wife. Yeah, ex-wife. Can we not do this at Bonanza's? God damn it. I had a better time at Abu Ghraib. So he <laughs> <laughs> So it's established that he was in the military. He uh-huh. was at Abu Ghraib. I had a better time at Abu Ghraib. <laughs> That's a fucking great line. Um, so I guess, I guess I just, this guy is my favorite part of this movie. And if you don't like this super stressed out kind of guy, if, if, if being super stressed out is not your, like the way that you are, <laughs> you might not have as great of a time with this. I don't know. Right. Right. But it wasn't just him yelling. Like, I felt like everyone was just mad, like, and angry 
Yeah, everyone like a was... a boyfriend yelling. Of course, obviously he lost a loved one. Yeah. It was, Understandable. And, and <laughs> critical pieces of her are missing. And the... <laughs> And the, uh, but, but, you know, so it should be mentioned, like, throughout, we get shots of, like, it's, they don't make any. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Any mistake about showing you, oh, this is a fucking werewolf is doing right. this shit. See, that's the, the stuff I like is these, like, uh, again, subver- subverted expectations. Because, like, it does a real good job of not showing anything. For like the first twenty minutes or it so, it shows yeah little bits. It, it of shows like you know a, a clawed yeah. hand or whatever. Or you see like the stature of the beast or whatever. But and then you're like, oh yeah, they're going for kind of the jaws thing. And then like fifteen twenty minutes in, it just shows like a full on like wide shot of the body of the werewolf. And it's just, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. So we're just gonna <laughs> do that now. So it's definitely a werewolf, you know. But not only does it show the werewolf. It shows it shows just one off shots of this dude living in this trailer deep in the mountains doing meth, you know, free basing meth mm-hmm. or shooting up heroin or something mm-hmm. like this. You know, it's just and he's got like a wolf tattoo on his mm-hmm. on his arm. So you're you obviously you just put this yeah. stuff together. You go, this is the bad guy when he's not a wolf. Yeah. This is the this is the bad guy when he's a wolf. Yeah, you're assuming this is like the Buffalo Bill moment of like well, this is random. Yeah. Some guy randomly through the film. Well, I guess Buffalo Bill, you see what he's doing. But um, yeah, so a couple other things that, that jump out to me where it was just interesting decisions as a filmmaker where it randomly shows a shot of his microwave. Uh, so of, I was, of Officer Williams' I thought about microwave. that so much, yes. And I was like, it felt like there was some backstory yeah, and the, to this the was a, this was a flashback. <laughs> it's like what happened in that microwave? <laughs> like, people are angry at him because whatever happened in that microwave, and then the reveal is like, oh no, that's where like above the microwave he keeps a stash of you know a couple beers or whatever just in case, which is also a great like subversion of yeah. of like of like the the technical storytelling aspect of movies. Yeah, it's not always like a switcheroo. Sometimes it's it's still like a, a plot element that works for the movie but it's i feel like he was playing with the expectations and like the tropes of these movies a lot throughout and it's it a lot of like i said a lot of stuff goes unsaid to where you know what the audience is expecting yeah and you're you know um what the parts would normally be in a movie like this 
and they just kind of gloss over that and just focus on Officer Williams basically falling apart. Yeah, <laughs> which is o- interesting. Officer, um, boy, that wasn't his name. I don't think um, Marshall. Marshall. Um, sorry. So when they showed when they did little things like that, like the microwave thing, so that bothered you, or or it made you think a lot. No, I was just trying to figure out, like, because it'd be, like, really light, like, really light, like, the lighting and all the scenes were bright, and then all of a sudden it shows, like, his house and microwave, and it would be, like, dark, or then, like, nothing was talked about, just, like, the microwave scene. Yeah. And then, obviously, you see that he's hiding, but then I was expecting, like, a bottle of liquor, and he just pulls out, like, two beers. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, his emergency stash. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's funny. Um, so, so, one thing that struck me about this movie, probably toward the end or maybe the middle was right off the bat. Everyone in town, everyone, uh, the, all the other sheriffs, all of the, um, you know, um, all the people that talk to, uh, officer Marshall, everyone comes to the conclusion that it's a werewolf. Right. So this is the inverse of a normal werewolf movie uh-huh. or a normal zombie movie or a normal, mm-hmm. what name it movie. Normally, there's one person who's like, it's a werewolf. And everyone else is like, you're crazy. That's not what it is. In this movie, the entire town is like, oh, it's a werewolf. Putting up like signs that say like, look out for the werewolf. Yeah, look out for the wolf of Snow Hollow. He's a werewolf. And so it flips that whole thing on its head because Officer Marshall is the only guy who's like, it's not a fucking werewolf. It's just a really (laughs) tall guy. He's just really tall. And everyone's like, you're fucking retarded. You're fucking retired. Uh, don't like, what, what are you doing? You're not looking for the werewolf. You're looking for, you're looking for this guy. Who is this guy? That's you're insane. And so I, I like that a lot because, well, I don't know. It's just, it's just the inverse of what it would normally be. I guess anybody who's listening internationally, um, you probably don't, or maybe you do realize, uh, America's, um, Law enforcement system is way, way, way different than everybody else's, apparently. Mm-hmm. It's super compartmentalized. So there's like sheriffs, and then there's city police officers, and then there's county police officers, and then there's the state patrol, and then there's the feds, and then there's there's like all these different departments, and they don't have anything really to do with each other. Like they're all, and they're all mixed in, you know? So like we're in an unincorporated area of our city, you and I. Mm-hmm. And so the sheriff is out here. Right. But then if you go to where Becca lives, she lives in the city that that we are the unincorporated part of. Then it's the Vancouver police. Right. So this is a very uh, it's a very different system in America from what I understand of other places where it's like there's a a police force, like a unified police force throughout the whole country. Mm -hmm. Whereas this is like. State, county, city, sheriff, uh, fed, like there's all these different, uh, departments and they all, and you do see a little bit of that in this movie where, where officer Marshall is just exasperated at, in these, these crime scenes where he's like, just fucking close out the scene, close it out. And he's screaming at all of his his coworkers to to just please do their job before the other people get here because they're going to take it away from us and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he's not really doing anything either. 
He's he's running around stressed out. <laughs> he's running around right. yelling. But then also in the background, you see like these very professional lab guys who are or like the forensics aspect of it. And they seem to be like doing all these intense things. And then the, the police force is running around not doing really anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's a weird. Like, uh, I feel like it's unbalanced. Well, yeah, it is unbalanced, but it's also strangely like real. Kind of, you know, it's kind of how I imagine it. But how it can is. they? Have, how can this small town afford this intense forensic like team? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I think I don't know. Well, d- what is your experience? So you you worked for a long time in Chicago, and I imagine that's a pretty uh, intense in terms of you know in terms of gang activity. Was is there a lot of different departments kind of like i don't know is it is it a cohesive thing that comes to you once it gets to you as a nurse or is it kind of all frazzled and all over the place kind of like how i imagine this movie kind of like depicts it no i it, i mean on my end it's always together yeah but i don't i'm not like out there i'm right. not like a police officer out there like yeah i guess you're the evidence. wrong person to ask for, for the police <laughs> the police part of it um so um, so yeah, the, the other through line, uh, what's really going on in his life, a lot of it has to do with like his personal life and the center of that is his daughter. I think is is his daughter, his daughter's staying with him at this time, right? Like he has. If she's joint, not, joint, she's, she's just right in town. Yeah, he, she, he's in constant contact with her. He's got joint custody. She has like a very low opinion of him and he's just trying to keep her safe and whatnot. And she doesn't take him seriously at all. And then at some point, she goes out to park with. Was so, it was so, it one of the the deputies that she was sleeping with, or did I see that wrong? I think you saw that part wrong. But what the, the, the stakes are? So the sheriff's department has set up a sting operation where they're. They're they're pretty certain they have a bead on the on the suspect, and so they've kind of enacted a. It wasn't it some sort of like lockdown scenario where they're like nobody go out of your house, just everybody stay inside. We're gonna have radio silence, and in the middle of this sting that they're about ready to, to to execute, his daughter is making out with. You know, she so first of all, she's on a webcam and he, she like pushes her tits together on the webcam for her boyfriend or whoever this guy is. And then she's like, you want to meet tonight? And he's like, yes. She's all telling him. I mean, I have big tits and a tiny vagina. That's right. Yeah. Her her character's name is Jenna, I believe. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It's. uh Oh, yeah. No, it is Jenna. Um, so she meets up with and starts making out in the car of. Uh, her boyfriend, mm-hmm. basically in the middle of the sting operation, right? Which is not a good place to be right now, because as it turns out, that's where the wolf attacks is right. them attacks her car, and uh, and the result of that is, um, <laughs> her boyfriend off, gets murdered, right? Uh, yeah, her boyfriend gets murdered, uh, and. Detective or uh, Officer Marshall is forced to tend to his daughter instead of chase after yeah. the the wolf. And then what the result of that is his 
coworker gets killed, a, a fellow sheriff gets mm. killed and crammed into a, a garbage can. And, and she, as he's saving her for life, she's like, you fucking fuck up. You know, she's like, you, you messed up. You, what are you doing here, dad? Uh, and he's like, I'm, I'm saving your life. You know, like, yeah. he's so frustrated. Um, and then randomly, so, so it kind of ends. It seems like it ends abruptly because all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, we found the suspect and, and, uh, he's murdered now. Or he, he, he died being apprehended. And they just see, so all this stress about like, I got to catch this guy. And then just randomly, it's like, okay, well, there's the body bag where the guy is. It's definitely the killer. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Oh. And then. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Um, it does a twist at the end where it wasn't the guy. And he, he finds out um, at the same time as one of his fellow officers does, he's going around like handing back evidence. Yeah, he's closing the out the case, basically. Yeah. So he's got to return evidence to all the people who own the evidence. And he goes back to this uh, taxidermist house, which I can't remember what... Have, did we see him before? Was he the land... Was he the uh, uh, landlord of the original? Yeah, he was the house? owner of the house that the first murder. Right. So it was like an Airbnb. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it was like an Airbnb thing, and he was like, kind of the first he, one to come out. And, and how like, all hey. the knives, like when the knives are missing, like you can when you go back and think you're like, oh, like there's more. That's why I, I liked it more so at the end because I was like, oh, you can think back and be like, there's all these little mm-hmm. hints with throughout. Oh, that makes it even better. That's not, I didn't even make, I didn't make any of those. My favorite part is actually when the boyfriend is holding like the taxidermy, like the little tool that's used to get the, I don't know. Oh, the little sewing ripper. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know. That was like one of my favorite parts when like she realizes that I liked they added that in there and then how she comes and saves him in the end. Oh, now I'm making even more. That's, that's actually throughout the whole movie a lot. Like there's little points where he pops up throughout. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's in it a couple times. So like it, it's finally revealed. He gives the, like the evidence back and then he's like. He and this walks, dude, the taxidermist invites him in. He's like, come on, tell me about the case. You yeah, know, you, yeah. it's done now. You can talk about it, right? Yeah, which is a thing that serial killers do. They're very interested in the case. Yeah. Um, well, bad serial killers. The ones that get caught. <laughs> right. Um, Not like us. And then the... <laughs> the uh, He's like, he has left the house, and then he like has this realization. He's like, could you... Just stand up straight for me. At, right as he's leaving, he turns yeah. around and, and the guy like, is like, kind of like, what's the what's the character in Rocky Horror Picture Show? The, Rocky? Uh, no, no. <laughs> the the butler guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, he's he, he's kind of standing like that with like a hunchback, and then he stands up, and the dude's like seven feet tall. He's like, oh shit, you're fucking super tall. You're a super tall man. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just like I, I've been, I've been saying the whole time. And then there's the kind of fight and <laughs> officer Marshall. Is it Marshall? Yeah. Yeah. He is brutally stabbed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then the movie so basically you, ends good. Yeah. Um, so you kind of, so it kind of ties it up into, Oh, it wasn't a werewolf. He was right the whole time. It was yeah. just a real tall guy. <laughs> and he wore uh, a werewolf suit. Yeah. Yeah, and he wore yes, and he he put on the suit and he and and uh and and he hisses at him. He's like, Rah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. You're like a big dirty raccoon, David. Um <laughs> So yeah, I at the at the end, I had this uh, this realization that he was really justified. You know, it was like, oh, he was right the whole time. It was a really tall guy. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I found the movie. I, I would watch this one again uh, for sure. What about you? Yeah, I'd watch it. I'd. This is one that, like, I think Aaron would probably like. But, I mean, not to undersell, like, there's a lot of real good kind of gore violence in it. You know, yeah, might might turn off some people, but um, not any listeners of this show. We probably should have probably should have prefaced this at the start of the show. What's your what's your um, your kind of backstory with horror? Are you are you a big horror fan, Becca, or is is this kind of a genre that you're n- newer to? I mean, no, I I really like watching horror movies. It's hard finding someone to like. Mark won't. He gets scared. <laughs> He watches them, but he does get nervous. He gets what's it? What's He's gonna it like? be mad. I'm saying this on here. What's it like when he gets nervous? <laughs> does he get up and walk around? I imagine him pacing. No, it's more of like a girl curl up and ball. <laughs> uh, this is the best. Okay, <laughs> so so you're like, can we watch more horror movies? And Mark's like, hmm. kind of like that. Yeah, like the movie with the um, Hereditary. Mm. He like wouldn't watch it again. <laughs> He's like, it was too scary. And it, that's a fucking tremendous, that's a deeply alarming. Right. But that's the, yeah, well, that's He's the like, point. He's like, can't we just watch Pride and Prejudice? <laughs> <laughs> but Mark will sometimes come to me with, with things that are like, he'll, he'll, he'll be like, have you watched this, the new Crudes movie? <laughs> i'll be like what i'll be like the new crudes movie it's great i'll be like what are you talking about i that's not specifically yeah. that movie but you know it's stuff like that and i'll be like why would i watch that he had seen the movie before but he had he seen sa- uh which one this one we're talking this, we're the wolf of yeah, snow hollow yeah but he said that he started the movie and then fast forward to every fight scene <laughs> and then, and then like, that was it <laughs> I was like, okay. What are your favorite horror movies? The Shining. Um, I like Seven. Like, I'm not. I'm not really. Bi- I like more of like a hereditary type of with ghosts and like yeah. the like spirit evil spirits. I'm not huge Paranormal into stuff. super gory like Saw. Not not yeah, my not so much cup of tea. I remember. Uh, probably it was probably twenty. It was probably twenty thirteen. I think that's when the Conjuring was released. I love you, Conjuring. You and I and my wife went to go see that at the movie theater at the beach. Yeah, and that was 
That I remember that as being one of my favorite times going to movie theaters and watching a, a movie. Like the first time I saw The Conjuring, it was so great. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun. And that's one of those kinds of movies. So, what, Becca, would you recommend this to people? Would you recommend people watch this? I think I think I would, yeah. I do, even though I didn't like it, I do want to watch it again because I think that I missed things. Any caveats in there? Like, maybe not if you're like, meh, if you're this way. If you don't it. like being yelled at, you, should, you shouldn't <laughs> watch it. If you're That's not a big fan of uh, uh, Charlie Day, you don't watch this movie. <laughs> Wild card. Um, okay, so with that, uh, let's go on to Frankie McDonald or horror movie. So this is a little game that I made up long, long ago. Uh, well, maybe not so long ago, uh, where if you're not familiar with Frankie McDonald, you can search him on YouTube. That's MacDonald, M-A-C, Donald. And uh, he will give you weather alerts about your area. Are you familiar with Frankie? No, I think maybe I should look him up. Yeah, he's um he's a great guy. He also has some comedy bits that he he's tapes. also very creative. Like he he does a lot of sketches. He does he does do a lot of sketches, um and he dances a lot on mm -hmm. video. Anyway, so this is a short, abbreviated version of the game. I only mm -hmm. have three clips because okay. I do want to get to uh I do want to get to horror movie horrors, and uh, and so here we go. You. Uh, versus Bryce, and you got to determine whether or not this is a the clip that I'm playing is a horror movie or what or if it's Frankie McDonald, yeah. and uh, you get a second point for guessing which horror movie it is or what Frankie's doing. Mm -hmm. okay? okay, so here we go. Here's the first clip: Frankie McDonald or horror movie. Here we go. Sounds like a tiger's coming. Oh my god, the tigers are chasing after me! Rawr! Oh my god, there's a lot of tigers after me now! Rawr. Oh my god, there's more tigers after me! Rawr. So, so Becca, <laughs> <laughs> was that a horror movie? Was that clip from a horror movie or was that Frankie McDonald? <laughs> I'm going to say, I want to say... How are you feeling right now? I what mean, does it sound harrowing, whatever it is. I'm going to say horror movie, but I don't know which one it is. Okay, you think this is a horror movie, but you're not going to venture a guess? You should probably venture a guess for the second point, just to, be, just to like hedge your bets. It's got tigers in it. We know that. <laughs> There's a recent movie called Tigers Are Not Afraid, <laughs> I think. Mm -hmm. Or I'm Not Afraid of Tigers. I can't oh, remember yeah. the name of it. Okay. You want to go for that? We'll one? go. We'll go for the tigers. Okay, Bryce. Frank. I, I believe. I believe this is Frankie. Okay. And, uh, he's acting out, being chased by tigers. By <laughs> a lot of tigers. Two points for Bryce. Ding oh. ding. There it is. I'm sorry, Becca. <laughs> that was that was a tough one, though. To be fair, I mean, she doesn't know Frankie like we do. It's a scary scenario being chased by tigers. So I can understand why you would think it would be in a horror movie. <laughs> Okay, here's our second clip. Is this a horror movie or is this Frankie McDonald? Okay, 
I'm going to give this one to you first, Bryce, because Becca went first last clip. Hmm. Is this a horror movie or is this Frankie McDonald? It sounds like a horror movie. Okay. Yeah, I want to guess which one. It sounds like there's a monster in it. Mm. Some kind of monster being attacking some poor woman. I don't know. I almost feel like it might be a trick question. Is this from Wolf of Snow Hollow? Okay, that's Bryce's guess. And now, Becca, is this Frankie McDonald or a horror movie? I think horror movie as well. Okay. It sounds like another werewolf situation also. Okay. But... Bryce is in the lead right now with two yeah, points from that first I know. question. I don't know. The, I don't know the movie. You, you should take a guess. I don't know a lot of Will. You can guess the same movies. thing he guessed if you want. Nothing? Nothing. Not going to venture a guess. Okay, two points goes to Yay! Bryce. So Bryce now has four points. This is the Wolf of Snow Hollow. You get one point. So you are on the board, okay. and it's not possible for you to win because there's only <laughs> one more question. That's only two Probably more points. we got to listen to it anyway. But you can get real close. Okay, so here we go. Last clip. Is this Frankie McDonald or a horror movie? Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is Frankie McDowell, my own TV state live from Sydney, Nova Scotia. Extremely cold air is headed towards Joy Heaven on Wednesday, February 24, 2021. It's going to bring really cold weather Joy Haven in Nunavut territory. It's going to bring extremely <laughs> cold temperatures. It's going to bring around minus 38 to 39 degrees Celsius daytime high. It's going to be around minus 54 degrees Celsius. With Okay. <laughs> Becca, was that Frankie McDon McDonald or a horror movie? I'm going to take a guess and say Frankie McDonald. Okay. It's a bold, bold guess. And, and he is describing a cold front coming in. The weather. I like the way your head thinks. Yeah. Also okay. Frankie McDonald, and he's talking about specifically Nova Scotia. <laughs> well, uh, you're both right. Two points for both of you. Um, it's, it is a breakaway lead for Bryce though, but I mean, this was your first time playing. So <laughs> to be honest with you, it's not really fair. Um, so way to go, Bryce. I guess you, you beat Becca at Frankie McDonald or horror movie, <laughs> whatever. Okay. So our next bit is going to be horror movie talk. Whores. Whore, 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 whore,
Horror Movie Talk Horrors is a little bit where we play some of our voicemails from our call from our listeners who call into the show at 682-253-4468 and, uh, you know, just hear what's on their mind. A little refresher. Uh, we have had some recent rap battles um, from Max Allen. We had Rojo from the Bronx. Uh, had a little, little, little beef. And also uh, Glittercore which the was seemed to be the fan favorite. It seemed to be the weakest of, to me, I'm just saying, I mean, to my extremely, um, <clears throat> cis white male, um, disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, sexist ears. It sounded like the weakest of the raps, but it got a lot of love from our fans. So, uh, I'm wrong all the time. So anyway, that's our lead in to horror movie talk horrors Bryce what is our who's our first caller can you tell us I believe I don't know we'll, we'll find go out go ahead and play it's your boy Bugsy coming from the wonderful great land of Tampa Bay Florida that is my leprechaun voice Leopard the Hood must be the one movie David didn't get super high before watching maybe that would have raised his rating a friend with weed is a friend indeed. You know, this movie's my guilty pleasure because it focuses on the music industry and stereotypes surrounding it as well. It isn't as good as the original, but for a sequel that doesn't take itself seriously, I think it's awesome. Minus the tranny rape and drag queen final act. It's funny how rappers wanted to have a positive message, yet label forced the negative agenda, which rings true in modern-day Hollywood, down Death to Whitey. Black in the Hood is 99 out of 124 movies ranked and 49 out of 67 horror movies ranked that me and my friend watch on our free time. You hate on my list, I fucking kill you. When I was a kid, I supported BLM because I didn't like tomatoes and would order BLM instead of BLT. And a guest liking mayonnaise makes me racist. I put Miracle Whip for my Wonder Bread to quote the great scary movie 3. And tell okay, Elizabeth that's enough of that. You, you, work. That is, I'm, I'm trying to. May God he, have mercy on your soul. Is he trying to do an accent? It's like almost I, sounds like he's trying to do Jamaican. It I'm sounds just, like he like he's having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he came prepared. I'm pretty sure he's reading that. I he must be. Yeah. I I had to. That Bugsy. was like a formal review from Bugsy. It was. I just it it was. It was just a little much. And, you know, we do ask that you keep it to one minute. You know, I mean, given Bugsy's a patron and I love him to death. In fact, you guys are going to be hearing Bugsy's song that he did for us at the to, to play us out for this episode. So we appreciate you, Bugsy. But that was I, the accent really was killing me. I am. All right. So this one's the, the transcription is this is Rose from the motherfucking box back again. So I don't remember hearing from Rose, but OK, let's listen. Here. Let's play it. All right, guys, listen here. This is Rojo from the motherfucking Bronx back again. I'm calling over oh. here to uh, to put myself over. You know, I didn't really think I was going to be hitting back, touching back again on this beef here. I thought uh, Max Allen and I, we finished it. And you know what? I give big ups to Max Allen. You know, I'm not a sore loser. I know when I lost. And I got to say, that motherfucker came out with some top, what is it, top notch high quality production values and I'm all about it. Second, fuck Glittercore as usual. She came at me with a rhyme that 
had no talent, no creativity. She came up with a rhyme that I expected from a middle-aged white broad living down south or wherever the fuck she's from. Third of all, third of all, not even second of all, third of all, Elizabeth, you're not even going to refer to Max Allen and I by our names just because we're men? The fuck is that about? You liberals are going crazy down there, wherever the fuck you're from. But here's my thing. Elizabeth, I didn't want to call you out, but I'm calling you out right now. It's over. It's over. I'm calling you out. Max Allen, big up. Bugsy, big up. Uh, what's his fucking name? David Day, big up for pushing me through my Greek food diarrhea. That's it. Fuck you guys. Fuck you, Elizabeth. Fuck you, Glittercore. That's about it. I wow. mean, really, the lesson here is, is like, you know, everyone knows where Rojo is from because he announces it every time. Yeah. So, I mean, no it's one... fair that, you know, he doesn't know where Elizabeth or Glittercore is from because they don't. Yeah, no one it says. Time. This is this is David from Vancouver. Right. That's not cool. No one cares yeah. about that. It's Bryce from Hazel Dell. <laughs> so uh, doesn't, that doesn't have the same ring. To so it. Becca, where what? Okay, so it's my guess that that man uh, Rojo is uh, Irish. Do you think that's his nationality? Not that it matters. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to gauge. And... No, I don't think he's Irish at all. You don't think he's Irish? No. Oh, David's okay. about as good as picking out accents. But big as my ups, dad was. David. Big ups. <laughs> Yeah, man, he he. Big ups to Bugsy. Big ups to me. Big ups to Max. But big downs to Elizabeth and uh, <laughs> big downs uh, to Glittercore. Man, just coming out the gate. I think we have another one from him up next, don't we? It's Rojo from the Bronx again. I'm calling to apologize for that message. I feel like I lost my cool there. I was just under stress here. I really, uh, you know, I'm not an aggressive guy. I feel like I was giving a uh, a bad representation of us down here in the Bronx. We're actually a really nice people. We're not hostile or anything. Aside from that, you know, guys, I got to say, I feel this is quickly turning into the horror movie talk brand. A lot of shit talking and slight horror movies. You know, I feel that's how it should be. And that's what's going to bring this motherfucking podcast to the next level. Because honestly, I'm just here for the banter. So I apologize to everyone. I apologize to Elizabeth. I really, you know, I didn't mean those harsh words. I apologize to the liberals. I'm sorry, guys. I know it's hard out here. It's so hard being me. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, big ups, big ups. Fuck you guys, but I love you all. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Rojo ends most calls with fuck you guys. Okay, I'm out. Fuck you guys. Um, Man. Just uh, a quick 180. 180 yeah. He felt regret right away. Yeah. It's... It's a real roller coaster with yeah. Rojo. He's he's all over the place, but at the same time, I feel like feel like I I feel like I know him kind of, uh -huh. you know, a little bit. He does not seem to. I mean, he did say sorry to the liberals, but it didn't seem like I don't know as a as a powerful liberal myself. Uh, I'm a little bit offended by the way he talked to my people. So. Uh, you know, it's mm -hmm. just one of these things where you your words speak loud or your actions speak louder than your words. So, Rojo, right. I mean, I think you have you have some work cut out for you. You got to show us what you're made of and, you know, probably redeem yourself somehow. Mm -hmm. That'd be good. Here's one from Elizabeth. She doesn't even know that she was put on blast, but not yet. <laughs> she will. Yeah. Hey, guys, it's Elizabeth. Um, I just was watching The Purge show on Hulu, which is a fantastic show, by the way. If you guys haven't 
or any of the listeners haven't seen it, definitely watch it. Amazing. I just wanted to know your opinion on the Purge movies, if you've seen them. Um, do you guys think that they're scary to you or, you know, because on one hand you have it, you know, it's something that technically could happen, which is scary. But on the other hand, it's like, no, it's so ridiculous. It's not going to happen. And there's just a lot of like fear and anxiety in these those movies. So I just wanted to know if you found them scary or not. Um, and, you know, just for context, maybe just try to keep politics out of it because, you know, I come to this podcast to get away from politics and all the bullshit online. So not not really interested in talking about that. Just uh, just movies. So thanks. Love you guys. Bye. Love you too, Elizabeth. Have you seen any of the Purge movies, Bryce? I have not. I haven't and watched them yet. How about you, Becca? I think the very first one. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the same for me. And I found it. Uh, I did. I was pretty upset. Like it was just. It was just uncomfortable to watch. I guess is is the main thing. Is I was like. Ugh. Like, it just felt kind of gross. Kind of felt like Saw, you know, just like, okay, it's just, uh, how did you experience it? Do you recall? I think it, I think it, I was, it's scary, but I also feel like it, it could be, like, it could, it's not that far off. Maybe. Like, yeah, it could, it's, something like it could, be, I think that's a fear behind it as like, oh, it's something that. I don't think like it, I mean, I, I haven't seen them, but like the idea of having, you know, it legal to murder a bunch of people just a one day cut, out of the year cut down on you know <laughs> douchebags um yeah that probably wouldn't happen i don't think there'd be like state sanctioned murder but if you think about it like how far off is that from just genocide like there's lots of genocides that happen all the time it happens it's just pretty like, frequently it's like every, everyone in a culture just agrees like you know this group of people is just problematic and we don't know how to deal with it and we're tired of dealing with it so let's just kill all of them kind you know elizabeth has been calling for a long time and i really appreciate her calls but i gotta say it's a little bit of a strange call because she's like hey this really politically charged movie what do you think about it i like the show i like the movie but don't talk about any politics please can we keep that well i think she's probably commenting on the last episode where kind of yeah, you, know, you go into racism a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that wasn't politics. That's just my own personal right. vendetta, right, against white people. Um, okay, well, that's fair enough. No, we definitely try and keep horror movie talk free from political talk most um, of the time. Most of the time, but I, I mean, you know, it's some it's, of it slips through. Yeah, some of it slips through. But um, I haven't seen the show on Hulu. What shows are you watching? Any shows right now, Becca? I just watched Haunting of Hill House not long ago. Oh, really? Yeah. What did you think about that? Oh, I loved it. Wasn't it great? Yes. Did you see Bly Manor? Yes. I liked Bly Manor better, I think. Really? The second season. Yes. They're not connected. No, they're not really connected. But I loved both of those. A lot of the same actors in both of them. The um, the Noah, was it Noah? Was the uh, addict from the first one? He's the... He's the kind of the creepy um, love interest in Bly Manor. Yeah, he, oh, he's the hunky yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of which, did you fi- did you find Jim Cummings the actor in this movie, The Wolf of Snow Hall? Did you find him attractive? Was he a good looking guy? I mean, yeah, he's a good looking guy. Carrie was like, my, <laughs> my wife walked into the room and she's like, huh? <laughs> she dropped her yogurt on the ground. <laughs> 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 
Um, the yogurt. For any of you that recently watch or are just discovering uh, House on Hendon Hill or, or uh, Haunting of Bly Manor, we have two entire after shows. Two, two uh, yogurt. after shows worth of episodes on those two series. So check those out on HorrorMovieTalk.com. Yeah, um, so I've been actually. This is interesting. So, like horror shows, I I just finished The Outsiders or mm. The Outsider, which mm. is on HBO Max, and it's a s- adaptation of a Stephen King novel, I suppose. Um, it's spectacular, and it was directed by Jason Bateman um, of Ozark and um, Arrested Development, and Arrested Development, and a ton of other things, and uh, teenage. And Zootopia and yeah, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, it was, it's a great series. I highly, highly recommend it. Real dark and, um, and it, it does, you know what? It takes what, it takes an, a really hard to, you know how Stephen King novels can kind of like, or the adaptations, like the film adaptations can kind of go off the deep end. This is a really practical way to adapt a Stephen King hmm. um, story. Anyway, so I, I've been watching that. What yeah. about you, Bryce? You've been watching any, any um, shows? I just watched the, the, uh, uh, what's it called? Pharaoh versus Alan. Oh, Alan versus Pharaoh. Alan v. Pharaoh. Yeah. Doc, the Woody Doc. Allen doc. That was pretty horrifying in its own way. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that on the after pod. Okay. Cause that's, not horror movie related, but that was pretty intense. My my takeaway is that nothing really happens unless there's a HBO documentary made out of it, <laughs> and then it's real. Yeah, especially not if there's a Netflix documentary made about it. Fuck Netflix documentaries. <laughs> okay, and here is our last caller for for today. Hey guys, it's uh, CJ from Lancaster, Massachusetts. Uh, I just started listening to your podcast a few days ago. I'll start with seven. Really good review. By the way, it is the perfect cross between thriller and horror. It is not exclusive. Um, Thank you. Just wanted to say you guys are really funny. You guys help me get through my 11-hour workday. Uh, also, uh, you guys should definitely go watch the 2016 independent film. The Void is Lovecraftian. It's got a lot of monsters. It's all practical effects. It's fucking awesome. You know, you guys, you guys are the shit. I, I love your fucking show. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much. I couldn't I couldn't get his name here real quick. CJ. CJ. Hey, guys. It's uh, CJ from... CJ. It's sometimes the Google Translate is so far off yeah. that I have to actually listen to it again. Yeah, Rose from the Box. <laughs> thank you, CJ. We really appreciate uh, listening. And, and I appreciate your accent. You got, a, you got one of those, those good Massachusetts accents. Um... You know, I, I'm not really appreciating these last two calls. There was nothing about sex or beefs <laughs> with other listeners. Just talking about <laughs> horror movies. Like, what What are we becoming here at Horror Movie Talk? Is the bar so low? <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't make out the, the movie that he suggested. Something oh, cracking. The Void. Oh, the Void. Wrong. Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is a big one uh, that a lot of people have mentioned to me. And I, I don't know. I, something about the poster for it gives me... 
panic attacks. So I, I just, uh, I just pass it up every time. I'm like, I think this is another one that Dustin recommends. So that's lots probably, of people have. That's probably a good indication. Everyone that Dustin recommends turns out to be a banger. Yeah, you know, we get a lot of recommendations to watch a lot of movies from a lot of people. Review. We, we a lot of people are like, hey, can you review this movie, please? And, and the, at this point, we're just like, uh, the answer no. is we have hundreds and hundreds of movies that have been requested that we review. So if you want to in make the, sure the, that your voice gets heard, <laughs> head on over to our Patreon, pay 15 bucks a month. You get to suggest and vote on a movie for us to watch each month. Yeah. So you might still might not get yours picked, but at least you have input. A lot of times you'll get it picked. And if you really want to make us watch a movie, there is a patron level. now. Yeah, just. It exists. Um, you know, steal yourself when you find out how much it is. But I think originally with, with the podcast, like we were really wanted to, if it wasn't a new release, cover what people wanted us to. Yeah. And it very quickly became apparent that that's just not possible. No. You know, we have 52 episodes a year. And, uh, that's you know. That doesn't even scratch the surface we of get, what we would need to. We get like 10 requests a month. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Okay. So, well, Becca, how was how was your episode on Horror Movie Talk? How did you like it? Would you do it again? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah? Thanks for having me. Oh, you bet. And um, if we get started right away, I bet we could easily get another episode recorded on uh, Basket Case, which we also watched. So if uh, if you enjoyed this review, you should head on our Patreon and pay us some money and then listen to another review of Basket Case, because it's a cult classic from the early 80s. And uh, so... Let's uh, let's get out of here. You guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you liked it, please subscribe and share it with a friend. Toss us a rating on iPodcasts or Apple iTunes or uh, whatever whatever it is you can toss us a review on. That helps the show out a whole lot. We really appreciate you guys. So have a great week and we love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat, look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day, they'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way, vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco, put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso, look at them hot kids swearing not a pedo, got me too with Cosby eating jello, putting pop done gave Bryce flatulence, train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit, one through ten is it horrible or excellent, oil me up, daddy is dinner, rock, ten kiss, Bryce Hansen, look at them hot kids, Chris Henson, masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist, face huggers, chest bursters, alien, Linda Blair, Pete, no Sigourney Weaver, I know it's true cause it came from social media, Patrick Bateman can't understand you, stab you to death for rotten apple reviews, opinionated podcaster with a doctorate, spook allergy doctor of philosophy, bad gastritis, knee colostomy, turn patreons into human centipedes, David Doobie Day, scare no no expert, a global fucks hard, professional sex burden, after pods taglines and porno flicks, American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids swearing not a pedo. 
flatulence. Train addict, addict, Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargained for. Got a pickle to dickle. Machines tickle bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of poop monster kids screaming. It's your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 day shutter and jump scares ain't fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show them one titty, pretty. Paganism, you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breath. Shifty ass, stay spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them. I will suck your dick. I will suck your fucking dick. I will do it. Just join my team. I'll suck your dick. You can fuck me or get fucked by me. You can watch me fuck something. Just point something in the room and I'll fuck it for you. Come on, just tell me what you want me to fuck. Jesus Christ, McGruber. Just tell me what you want me to fuck. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.